Hello, hello, welcome back. Welcome to Eddie Greens 101. That is me. I have to say that. It's sort of uh, in my imaginary contract that I have signed, sealed, and delivered to myself. And so it's just part of what I have to say. It's, 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 it's literally integral to the opening of every single podcast. If I don't do that, it might not actually be me. It could be an imposter. It could be some Twilight Zone thing happening. Uh, so we're going to get into this episode. I'm really excited for you to hear this one. But first, this episode is sponsored in a way. I don't actually know this sponsor. I like I actually haven't talked to the sponsor. I haven't uh, dealt with the sponsor one on one. It's just sort of something that, uh, you know, they sent me the, the script and I just read it. And I was like, yeah, I like this. This is a good service. All right. All right. I approve. Signed off on it. And I was like, all right, I'll include that in my podcast. So just that's that's the brief history of these sponsors. Um, so anyways, the sponsor today is, and we're back. Hello. Welcome back. Hope you made it through that uh, sponsor. Hope you made it through that service. I hope you can use that service. I hope it's something that, because uh, I don't know what it is. Uh, it, it's it's uh, And the reason I say that is because it can change, you know, and I don't have, uh, I don't want to say, oh yeah, I liked so-and-so. And then lo and behold, it changes and it renders this episode obsolete because uh, even though everything I'm saying is pre-recorded, the sponsor can actually change in real time. Fun fact. I don't know if you know that. So that's why I don't say what the sponsor is, even though I know currently what the sponsor is. Five days from now, a week from now, a year from now, it could be something totally different. So that's why I just kind of uh, use that little net and, uh, and I don't mention it. Anyways, my guest is Chris Hall. He is a friend who goes back to all the way to kindergarten. Yes, we f- we figured this out. He tells me, and uh, he's a very smart dude. Uh, all all the way back to to the high school days, I remember him being just someone that uh, was. He just seemed like he was on some other level. You know, he just seemed like he was someone that talked, acted in such a sophisticated way. Um, and uh, Chris, if you're listening to this, I hope you're not uh, cringing at this. You know. Uh, but it is true, man. That's that's sort of what I thought of you. You know, it was sort of that uh, that approach. I was like, wow, this dude is pretty sophisticated. Um, fun fact: we don't talk about this in the episode because it was it was sort of cut short. I would have liked to have gone a little longer, and I feel like I would have uh, brought it up at some point. But uh, just gonna bring it up here so I get it off my chest. What's really cool about Chris and I's um, uh, friendship is that, you know, even though we sort of lost contact after high school and, and now we've reconnected here on the podcast, what's really interesting is at one point him and I were not friends. Him and I were actually, I guess you could say enemies. Cause I do have a vivid memory of, it was sort of, I think in the middle school era of my life and him and I, I don't remember what the what the issue was, but I do remember uh, there was almost. I've never been in a fist fight. I've never been in a fist fight, but this was the closest that I had ever gotten to being in a fist fight with someone. So at one point, I actually did not like Chris Hall. Uh, he was someone that I looked at very antagonistically. And what's really interesting is once we got to high school, something shifted. There was sort of like, I don't know if it was on his end, if it was on my end, it was probably on both ends. Something happened where, you know, it's, and that's just the way life is. That's the way uh, people evolve. And it's really interesting. But uh, we became friends and uh, we talk about one of our mutual interests at the beginning of the podcast. And then it's just a random talk from there, as every episode of Eddie Green's 101 is. Something that I really admire about Chris 
is how during the episode we touch on COVID-19 and he reveals to me that he recently lost his job. I had no clue. And uh, I love that he's able to maintain such a sense of humor and a positivity about it, such a positive outlook on life. So that is something that does get brought up during the episode. Sit back, relax, get ready, get set. It is Chris Hall. Chris Hall, what's up, man? Hey, what's up? Eddie Green. Dude, how's that? Uh, okay, first and foremost, how's that latte treating you that you were chugging down? Ooh, actually, you know, it's not all gone. I still got like a little bit left, but we're down to like the good bit where all the, you know, syrups come and collected. So it's like the sweet part. Oh, okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's, it's treating me well. Go Very cool. It. What kind of a latte was it? Um, It is a, oh man, I don't remember the names of their sizes. The biggest size you can get from Starbucks, just an iced vanilla latte. Oh, okay. Venti, venti. Venti, yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, it's a, uh, I don't know, I feel like you can uh, distinguish the kind of person based on their uh, based on their their coffee choice. So that's a good one. That's a good one. I love <laughs> yeah, coffee. Vanilla man. through and through. Dude, I love coffee so much. It's, it's, uh, I never actually liked coffee for the longest time. Were you the same or were you always sort of a, like a coffee guy? Yeah, no, it's been actually pretty recent for me. Uh, like last few years, I used to just hate it, but now it's like, man, like just give it to me black. Like I don't even care. <laughs> just get it in me. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, I don't know. Black is a little, uh, Jesus, I don't know. Black's a little too much. I gotta, I don't actually like the taste of coffee. You know what I mean? I like, yeah, yeah, I like disguising it as much as humanly possible. <laughs> If it's if it's tasting like coffee, I don't want it. So it's weird. It's like, can I say I'm a coffee fan because I really don't like the taste of coffee? It's like it's like a alcohol and like beer for me. It's like I don't really like the taste of that, but I like what it does to me. And it's the same for coffee. <laughs> yeah, but okay. So yeah, beer. That, that's a great comparison. Beer. A uh, beer though is yeah, like the effects of alcohol because. I don't get any effects from coffee. I know people say that it, you know, can help you, you know, focus, it can keep you up all night. I could drink 20 cups of coffee and I could go to bed so quickly it's not even funny. So, I don't oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like I don't understand the 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 hype around coffee and like the the effects that it does. It does nothing for me. Have you ever tried the uh like the cold brew type of coffee because I was the exact same way. And then uh the the place where I used to work, they got in a cold brew keg like on tap that had like nitro stuff in it so you you would like pour it into your cup out of the tap and it would just like make this creamy creamy foam it was cold brew and man normally coffee doesn't do much to me but that stuff i had like half a cup and i was jittering for days it really was, oh, it was great yeah oh man yeah the uh because i know starbucks has what the nitro cold brew the nitrogen mm-hmm. yeah i don't know something about that is uh i've had one cup of that and uh just like straight you know what i mean just like right from the tap just just try it and i don't know it's 
it's a weird taste. I definitely taste the nitrogen, yeah. you know, like that's really cool that it's, uh, uh, cause you don't need ice for that. It's just sort of, it's, yeah. it's, it's literally like a beer right from the tap. You don't need ice and it's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, that's a good comparison, beer and, and coffee. But yeah, beer, man. What kind of a beer are you? Ooh. Uh, I'm I, a I'm a blue moon personally. I'm I'm still trying to to find my find my spot. I'm I'm over living in Kansas City now and they have like a local local um what's the word? brand, I guess, called Boulevard. And they make some pretty good stuff. Um I'm always one for a tank seven. Uh, it's called a tank seven because it's like 7% and you'll get tanked after one. <laughs> and, and like I said, you know, it does the job. It's pretty good. Damn. You're in Kansas, dude. Uh, well, okay. Let me get this out the way. It's Kansas city, which is in Missouri. Oh, okay. It's also in Kansas. Damn it. But like the most of it's in Kansas city, Missouri. All right. Yeah. That's the idiot in me. That's the idiot. That's the uncultured idiot. Because you said Kansas <laughs> no. City, and I'm like, he's in Kansas. And I mean, like, I didn't know that until I moved here. I was like, <laughs> oh, I'm going to Kansas. And they're like, no, no, you live in Missouri, idiot. And I was like, oh, crap. So what was the uh, what was the reason for the move? Because you stayed in Florida, right, for your whole life? Yeah, I mean, crap, I think you and I went to, like, the same school since, like, kindergarten almost, didn't we? Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I lived there for most of my life. Uh, like 23 years i think and i moved out to go to pittsburgh um i was there for a year but then a friend of mine went to a school here and got like a really good job after like just four months uh and so he told me i should go through it too so i popped on over here for four months went through school um got a job right out of it and i was like you know i think i'm just gonna stay here uh because i kind of like it and so that's that that was 2017 and i've been here since and what do you do like what is your what is your profession? Um, I do software engineering stuff. Um, and I did that up until yesterday at about 10 a.m. Uh, um, but yeah, it, it's, it's a lot of like um, tech things, I guess. Yeah, because I do remember, I do remember you were always like you were always um, like this has nothing to do with tech, but I guess in a way it does because of the way your brain works. I remember like I have vivid memories of you and I. Uh, solving Rubik's cubes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I still got one. Uh, <laughs> I just got it from the office yesterday. Yeah, and I remember we were racing on the bus on the way home one time. Yeah, yep. And uh, I remember I got addicted to it because of uh, that Will Smith movie, The Pursuit of Happiness, because he uh, he uh, oh, right. he solves it in the movie because it's sort of like a, I, I guess it's sort of like a. Uh, like they wrote it in there to kind of give the character a little more motivation or something like a, like a hidden meaning kind of thing, you know, Oh, he can solve the Rubik's cube and he can solve his life. Um, but, uh, I saw that movie and I was like, damn, that's really fucking cool because at the end or, or not at the end in like somewhere in the middle of that movie, he's trying to impress one of those like wall street guys. And he, uh, like the wall street guys trying to solve the Rubik's cube in the back of the taxi. And Will Smith's like, I can solve it. And he's like, no, you can't. He's like, no, I can give it to you. like, like hand it here and he solves it. And so I was like, oh man, that must be, that's, that's the key to getting people on your side. If you can actually solve a Rubik's cube, if you can impress people with a Rubik's cube, they're going to be your friend instantly. So that's what kind of got me hooked on it. What was the, like, do you know why you started solving Rubik's cubes or was it just something that you just picked up one day and was like, all right, this sounds cool. 
Uh, yeah, no, I mean, like, I mean, first of all, it's a good point. Like, I know every job interview I go to, I just break out the Rubik's Cube when they tell me why I'm qualified. <laughs> I'm like, that's why. Um, honestly, I don't really remember why I got into that, where I got started. And I remember, I think it was ninth grade and I was when I was starting to, like, try and learn it. Um, man, I don't, I think I might've been seeing you do it. And I was like, shit, man, if you can just do that, then we're just going to, I could, I can just do that. <laughs> and, and I try to just learn it. And I, I like to like, just pick up a lot of people collect pennies and a lot of people collect, um, um, passport stamps or things like that. I like to just collect random skills. I don't know. It, it seems like a fun thing to just have in your back pocket one day. It's like, Oh, there's a Rubik's cube on that bar I was going to, and I saw it was unfinished. I'm like, Hey, can I see that for a second? Now, I'm like, yeah, sure. You'll never get it. No one does. I'm like, yeah, there you go. And I make it into a little flower pattern. They're like, what? <laughs> I, I live for moments like those. And you know, like you said, it's like the perfect way to do that. Now, now if, if someone were to hand you a, a Rubik's cube today, could you still solve it? Because I'm going to be completely honest. I totally forgot because there was actually for everyone listening, there is, I guess there is an actual way where you can just, you know, look at it and I guess figure it out. But the way I was doing it was, you know, I cheated. There was like, there's sort of like a, I guess for lack of a better term, an algorithm to it. You know what I mean? Where it can yeah. be in, it can be in any spot, right? It can be as mixed up as possible. And you can actually just based off of what side is what, like, cause it's all based around that middle piece. The middle piece is that color because the middle piece never changes. And so it's sort of an algorithm and all it was was just doing that algorithm in my head and trying to make it as quick as possible. So if someone were to hand you it today, could you still do it? Uh, it's actually, it's funny you say that because I'm, one second. I was um, picking it up from my, from my desk yesterday on my way home and like, I just kind of like fiddled with it on my way out and I was like, oh man, I did it. Um, but yeah, it was kind of like when I'm working, it's kind of like my... <laughs> For lack of a better term, it's like my idle animation, where if I need to do something, I'll just like kind of like pace around and kind of just solve that while I'm trying to think through a problem, kind of like forcing a shower thought on yourself because like, have you ever tried to teach somebody else how to do it? Like, I can't, I don't know the steps. I have to like do them from muscle memory and kind of like remember, <laughs> sorry, my cats are fighting. Um, I have to like do it from muscle memory and kind of write down what I'm doing as I'm doing it before I could tell somebody the actual steps because I just kind of my fingers kind of just know how to do it at that point so it's a really good way for me to just kind of pace around and think so yeah I think if someone handed me one today I could probably do it like I just I do them all the time yeah that's impressive that's impressive it's definitely something where if if you lose touch with it you lose touch with it and I definitely lost touch with it I forget when I stopped doing it it must have been Sometime in high school, maybe after high school, because I feel like all throughout high school, I felt like like either my locker and a backpack somewhere, I had a damn Rubik's Cube just ready to go. And now what's weird is they have these variations of the thing. So they have like miniature versions of it, which don't add up to me. <laughs> a little two by two. Yeah. What the fuck? Like, <laughs> what the hell is that? It's, I don't know. It's uh, a guy I worked with had like a little, it was like a sphere. It was like an actual like smooth sphere. Um, and the crazy thing about it was that they weren't separated into blocks. They were like dots and lines. And 
you couldn't move one side without mirroring the move on the other side. So it's the same thing where it's all mixed up and you got to put it together, but you can't move any piece independently. Uh, and it's like, it's, and it's like weird because it's on a circle and not a square. So it's not perfectly like, it's not as easy to translate. Oh man, it's, it's weird, but it's so fun to try and do. And like, that's an official sort of like cousin to the Rubik's cube, or is this something completely different? Um, you know what? Let me see. I don't think it's like Rubik's branded. So I think it's like the married into second cousin okay. of, the, of the Rubik's family. Uh, yeah, I can't find it, but yeah, I'm, I'm not sure what it's called. I just know it's like a sphere thing. Huh? Yeah. I don't know. Something about those pyramids too. Oh man. Something about those just that one add up to me. It's just, I'm so classic. Just give me that, you know, that classic <laughs> Rubik's cube. I think there's an, I, I, cause I know the one you're talking about the two by two, which like that doesn't make sense. And then I think there's actually even like a giant one. There's like a mega one. And it's like, the fuck like but dude the the best part about that right the so it was never really just solving it it was never just oh, okay now you can solve it it that was the first step the second step and the more impressive step was how fast can you do it and it was always just because you could because i know there's our like like i know there's people out there that are like because they have competitions for this stuff and they oil the 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 rubik's cube up they like disassemble it they put oil in there so it slides smoother and oh man there's a whole culture to rubik's cubing and i wanted to get involved into it really badly because i felt like i you know was able to 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 pretty quickly solve a rubik's cube you know someone could mix it up and then throw it at me and i would just be like all right here you go and i know that that was the sort of common ground between you and i we would always i guess like in class or like any downtime we would always just you know whip out those cubes man and we'd be like all right ready set go <laughs> and uh i don't know it was a really cool just uh, mutual bonding kind of thing it, it 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 definitely i mean it's it's stuck in my brain to 2020 so you know it was uh it definitely made some kind of an impact and i i remember we were we got down to like i want to say about a minute at one point Mm -hmm. just from like the sheer speed of being able to do it and we just yeah but then but then i go online and i look at some of those things like you said and it's like it's like a sport it's like legit people make money and like livings off of solving cubes quickly <laughs> it's crazy they have these like hand mats where it senses your hands on the mat so it starts the timer as soon as you pick your hands up and then it stops it when you slap your hands back down and these people are solving them in like the world records, like four seconds or three seconds or something like that. No. Yeah. Like three seconds. Like we thought we were gods at right. one minute. <laughs> do it in three seconds. Oh my God, dude. Oh yeah. We, yeah, that's, yeah, that is definitely correct. We did think we were gods. <laughs> oh man. To be fair. So did everybody else. It felt pretty good to see their faces when we would do that. Oh yeah, for sure. That's, I mean, anyone listening that might be in high school, if, if, if you want to impress, I mean, I don't know. Do you feel like, do you feel like times have changed? Do you feel like that would still impress or is that something that just was for 2010, let's say? <laughs> um, so, uh, like the other day, well, I said the other day, it feels like the other day before the world went on pause. Um, I was like meeting up with a girlfriend to go on a date and, um, she noticed a little Rubik's cube sitting on like a little like mantelpiece thingy. And I was like, Hey girl, you want to <laughs> see me solve this Rubik's cube? And I thought she'd be like, Oh, oh my God. Yeah. 
but really she's like no aren't those just like algorithms now or something like you could just like look it up online right and so i think the the curtain's been pulled back on that i think too many people know that you could just look it up uh that's a good point yeah because in what 2010 youtube was youtube was sort of in its infancy huh in 2004 years old at that point yeah yeah, so, I mean, it was still pretty common knowledge, I guess. Like, oh, okay, you want to learn how to do anything, go on YouTube. But but now there's just, I mean, literally anything you want to learn, pull it up on YouTube. And like you uh, said that people are making money doing solving Rubik's Cubes. I mean, people make money doing the dumbest shit, man. It's, yeah. it's truly mind-boggling, and it actually is kind of upsetting because it's it, – it, sort of makes me feel like what am I doing wrong because this person over here on this channel and it could be anything it could be you know t or, or TikTok people make money on TikTok right yeah that blows my mind <laughs> are those like six second videos or something like that Dude, like they're not very long I have no fucking clue what TikTok is I uh, <laughs> I just refuse that like yeah. um I think I think this is literally where my time in terms of trying to be up to date on the latest social media platform this is where it stops it's like all right so yeah, once once sure. facebook instagram twitter snapchat once all that ceases to exist i'm done because like i'll i'm just gonna be lost in the dust i don't care about it anymore it's just tiktok and everybody i know is doing it like even even celebrities that i like follow and like bob saget like i love bob saget he has a tiktok <laughs> he has a tiktok no way yeah and i mean yeah wow. it's funny but ugh. I don't know. I don't know. No, I, I can't keep up either. I feel like I'm like I'm the old guy screaming, "Get off my lawn! So get off my social apps!" Yeah. What do you? Uh, so you said that uh, as of what 10 a.m. yesterday, you did that job. Was that because of COVID nineteen? Uh, yeah. Um, for the most part, I'm pretty sure. Um, the uh, the company I worked for works for like a under a family of companies here in Kansas city. And since everything has kind of ground to a halt, grinded to a halt, since everything slowed down so much, um, a lot of those other companies were getting hit really hard. And since we all kind of share the same, like, like financial stuff, um, our company had to like scale down too. And, you know, they just had to have a bunch of people across a whole bunch of, of these places. And fortunately I got part of it at mine yesterday. Damn, but dude. I mean, it it is what it is. I mean, we were like a sports company, and there's no sports right now happening, so that kind of like a, you know you see it coming a little bit. Yeah. On the wall. Yeah. So what is uh what's uh do you have like a like a like a security blanket you can fall on, or what's your situation? Um. Well, at the moment, I'm currently walking around. Uh, well, earlier today, I was walking around scouting out some good corners to try and park on. Uh, to, you know, sell my body and stuff. I'm thinking hundred dollars an hour. I could probably get away with. <laughs> I was like, where's he going with this? <laughs> um, uh, no, but I mean like it, it was, it's still pretty fresh. Like it all happened yesterday. So, you know, I, you know, I had some sangria, some other wine in the fridge. So I just called yesterday a wash and I've, I've kind of just been like, I'll, uh -huh. I'll do that stuff today, tomorrow. Um, but I have a couple other friends, you know, just from over the years at other places that, you know, I can reach out to and, and stuff. It'll be a good start over, you know, it'll be a fun thing. Cause I've learned so much the past couple of years being there. Um, like, I don't even know what I've learned yet until I've started to look at some of these other like companies. And I was looking at like Blizzard Entertainment and I was like, oh my God, I, like 
I know that stuff that they're asking for. I could like apply for this. So it's been kind of like a fun adventure in a way, like almost uh, like a little kick in the butt, you know, to be like, hey, you're actually like, you could do some stuff. Like you should go out and like look at these things and do it. So it's been like a, a fun thing. I mean, that's the silver lining. I was my damn job, right? So it kind of sucks, but. Yeah, man. Um, it's No, that's a, seriously, that's a great point that you make because so many people get so just comfy, right? And I'm not saying that what you were involved in is something that you weren't passionate about. Maybe you were, but maybe you weren't. And, you know, I do believe it's so fucking cliche, but man, you know, I'm trying to, you know, like you said, silver lining. It's, it's everything happens for a reason. And unfortunately, maybe it took a damn pandemic to, you know, kick you in the butt, like you said, and just be like, hey, dude, what you were doing, this is not necessarily what you should have been doing. And this is who knows, this could be, you know, that that door closed. Hopefully you had everything pulled in. Nothing got caught in the door. And uh, now you're going to now you're going to you know open this door over here. And uh, and uh, yeah. hopefully it has nothing to do with prostitution. Uh, well, I uh, thought <laughs> A Deuce Bigelow. A Deuce Bigelow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, 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 try to, we try to sound, make ourselves sound fancier, you know, to kind of up our own prices a little bit, you know? Like, dress for the job you want. Uh, <laughs> it's just the suit I have to wear for my interviews is my birthday one. Dude, I love how you're, I don't know, I love how you're just, you know, you're able to laugh through this. And I know it's super fresh, <laughs> like you said, and, you know, it's literally yesterday, which is ironic because that's when I reached out to you and I was like, Hey, do you want to come on the podcast? So, I mean, <laughs> damn, I didn't know. Yeah, I was like, good timing. He's like, absolutely. I have a lot of free time. <laughs> when? Uh, damn, dude. I'm sorry, man. That, uh, it's, it, it, it's so weird how, because of this situation, two things have happened where on one side of the coin, you have companies laying people off and, and it just seems like, they're not able to stay afloat and it kind of makes you realize, okay, so this is something that, you know, maybe we can all learn from this. Maybe, maybe even companies can learn from this because this is something no one thought, you know, we might've seen it come in because of, you know, movies like contagion and, and uh, I am legend and shit like that. But you know, it's, it's something that no one thought could actually do this kind of ripple effect across the world. And then what's weird is you have the other companies and, uh, a good example is what we started talking about at the beginning of the podcast, Starbucks. Starbucks took care of their employees. And I get it. You know, they're a, you know, they're a 401k. They're a, you know, whatever. They're a multi-billion dollar yeah. industry. I get it. But it's just like, I've, I, dude, I've heard horror stories of Walmart. They only gave their employees like a $300 bonus and they taxed it. And, oh, wow. and yeah. And, and, and I'm just thinking, damn, like, you, I mean, <laughs> Walmart and Starbucks, they're literally probably, Walmart is probably even more lucrative than Starbucks. And that's what they gave them. Cause I know Starbucks gave employees the opportunity to either stay or opt out of work if you didn't feel comfortable and still get paid. And, and it's crazy, dude. It's so weird how just the ripple effect of, of COVID-19 has, has done this. And then of course the stimulus checks. Did you get your stimulus check at least? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Thankfully. I mean, you're right, though. It's kind of like I always thought that the big like event thing that would make the whole world like come together and like try a bunch of new things that we have to do was going to be like an alien invasion or you know, the zombie apocalypse or something. But it's crazy that it's this. And because I think about things like a couple of years ago, I think it was um, I think Toronto, maybe or Denmark or Finland. They were doing like a really small universal basic income test 
in their in like in one little county in one little town just to like let's see what happens like someone's got to test this right and everyone's like man this is crazy they're just gonna give these people free money like what the hell you can't just do that no they're just gonna take that money and use it it's like well yeah that's, that's what we want them to do um and now it's like well we just had to force that test kind of on our entire country with the little stimulus checks that we got um so so i think it's kind of cool in a way that i mean not cool that there's a pandemic happening but that we're finally kind of i don't know doing some mass change mass little experiment here with all these companies that are having to kind of get creative and pay employees for doing nothing or getting stimulus checks for no reason you know things like that honestly like i think that stuff is kind of interesting that we're for like they're forcing our hands as a species a little bit to try all these new things because like a lot of the stuff we've always been doing is pretty archaic i'm like look how much has changed over the last like 30 40 years yeah um, the, it's kind of like the, the catch-up i don't know, I, I, I think that stuff's cool it, it's a fun interesting thing to see what it affects when this is all over and we can like actually analyze all this data data yeah the the stimulus check though that's that's a weird one because it's just like nothing in life is free and mm-hmm. and you know i've seen conflicting reports because you know i try to watch as much as possible but you know at some point you just get so sick and tired of it you turn the tv off but you know some people say oh you're not going to have to pay that back like that's literally the government's gift to you and it's then on the other side is people saying, no, 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 no. This is definitely like there will be some form of a payback because the government just can't hand you money and say, OK, here you go. Have some fun. It, it, it doesn't work that way. And, you know, I'm not I'm not privy on this kind of stuff. Like I'm very dumb when it comes to understanding this shit. But just just on a common sense level, the the the, the country has a debt. Right. And it's continuously growing. So I don't understand how. In, an, in a continuously growing debt, we're somehow able to just hand out a trillion or a billion or whatever it was. It doesn't make sense to me. It, it, it really doesn't. Do you understand it? I wish I did. Um, the, the most I know is that, like, uh, I don't know. It's like debt for them is different for everybody else. Like, I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> no, I don't know okay. anymore. I guess. Yeah, man. It's. I, I think it's stuff like like we like who do they owe the debt to is different because it's not like when I buy a car, you know, I owe a debt to the bank that gave me the loan to buy the car. It's like they're loaning from themselves, which is loaned from us, so they're giving us our own money back, but or something like yeah, I don't know. It's I know it's some weird thing like that. That we all owe money to each other, so none of us owe each other anything. Type of weirdness. Yeah, I I do need to do some more digging on that because it just boggles my mind. And I got my stimulus check as well, and now they're talking about doing another round of stimulus checks. And I'm just thinking, what the fuck, man? Like, what we're so okay? So we are able to just print money. This is something that we're able to do. Clearly, this is something we're able to do. <laughs> we can just print it. Just just keep printing the shit and sending it out. So okay. But then it that doesn't add up because, well, okay, if that's the case, then why do we have a debt? Why don't we just print enough money to get rid of So it, it doesn't make sense to me. And uh, it frustrates me, man. It, it definitely frustrates me. This whole situation is frustrating. And I'm really curious to see how we come out of it, you know, as a society, as a, as a, not even as a country, because this is a worldwide thing. So how's this world 
going to come out of this? And, you know, is it going to be for the better? Is it going to be for the worse? Is it going to be, I don't know. And then is, is it going to come back? That's the thing. I had a doctor on not that long ago because I, because I needed somebody to actually talk to that wasn't involved in news and that. So I reached out to a, a doctor friend of mine who put me in contact with another doctor friend because she didn't want to come on. She's kind of, <laughs> I guess, shy or whatever. So she was like, I'll put you in contact with someone I know will talk. And, uh, she's actually, you know, she's actually very, uh, optimistic but she's also very scared about how it's you know this could actually come back we'll say because i think she said april like next year april we could see round two or three because you know there's talk of round two coming that that no one's ready for especially because you know here in florida the, the opening the beaches and everything and just kind of prematurely you know i don't know mm -hmm. so yeah they're, they're starting to reopen stuff here too um I think just last week, the restaurants and bars and all that stuff were allowed to reopen, but only for like maximum of 10 and stuff like that. <laughs> That's a, um, wow. What a bar. <laughs> oh, but I, oh, but on the stimulus thing real quick, um, I do know that like they kind of give that money back to themselves. Right. Cause like if they give it to like, like they say, you know, they give everybody what was like a thousand or $1,200 or whatever. And then like, I go, I got to go spend them on groceries. Right. So now I'm paying like sales tax on the grocery tax on the groceries, which then, you know, goes back and then the business has that as income. So now they got to pay tax on their income. So that goes back. So it's like, like the 1200 they give us, they kind of like just getting back in the taxes and stuff that we're spending it on anyway, I think. Interesting. Right. Like, yeah, that's the only way I can think about it. Yeah. But makes sense. But to, to your point though, like uh, that you were just saying for like round two and stuff, um, we kind of, just had a round two here we were looking at some graphs and stuff that like we have a huge resurgence in bikes and cases here since we've reopened and uh some other places like even the florida beaches and stuff that opened like a bit earlier are uh kind of having repeats already of the whole pattern but i guess that's what the whole curve flattening thing was about it's like sure we're gonna have round two but at least we can like manage it this time are you scared? Like, are you actually someone that wakes up and you're like, oh, oh, oh God, COVID-19, COVID-19. It could be out there right now. It could be at my front door and I could walk out and I could walk right into it like a cobweb. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, I just got itchy. <laughs> um, man, that's the thing I don't miss about Florida's bugs, let me tell you. Um, oh, dude. I, honestly, though, like, I don't really... I I don't I still don't have a mask like I haven't been able to find any but I haven't also been like searching super hard to find ones that are in stock and things like that like I mean I'm worried about it and I'm do like I'll hold my breath when I walk by somebody <laughs> on the street you know or like I'll put it under my shirt or something like like a jogger's coming by and, <laughs> and they laugh at me the other day um so like I'm doing my part and I also don't want to like infect other people if I have it but um I mean if like if I have to start sanitizing my groceries that I get from the store before I open them and eat them, then I'm just going to fucking get it. You know, I, <laughs> that's, there's so many, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm doing my best. Like I've been staying home and quarantining for what I can, but. So what have you, uh, so how have you been, how have you been staying sane? What have you been doing to, to keep your mind in, uh, in check? Um, well, I have two cats, which have actually been pretty helpful. 
I kind of worry when this is over, I'm only going to know how to talk to people like cats again. It's like, oh, who's a good cashier? Oh, thank you for putting them in the back hole. <laughs> well, you're, uh, you're doing pretty good right now. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Uh, um, well, I, you know, up until, like I said, yesterday, we've been just working from home remotely this whole time, uh, since March when this all started. Um, so that's actually been pretty nice to have just, I still have stuff to do. Um, but when the whole thing began, um, I had a list of three people, three friends of mine. I was like, I know for sure I'm going to obviously see people over the course of the next few months. Like, I'm not going to lie to myself about that. That's going to happen. So if I'm going to see people, let me at least have like the two or three people that I know I'm going to see. And I'm only ever going to see those people. So it's not like I'm going to parties and spreading it there, spreading it there. It's like, if me and my friend Maria get it, then at least when I see her again the next week, her and I both only get it, you know? Um, so I've been trying to do that to keep myself sane. It's like, I just have like two or three close friends that I'll go and see, but I'm only ever going to see them. Um, and just working on stuff at home. I got bought a piano and I was trying to teach myself how to play that, but that's easier said than done. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I've been doing a lot of this, man. I've been doing And that's the great thing about, you know, doing anything that you can do remotely. Right. It's, I mean, if you can, it's still an option. So I know that, uh, you know, I had a, I had a friend on who was a dance instructor and still is, but now she just does it from home. And, uh, oh, that's interesting. yeah, she does like zoom dance rehearsals and, huh. um, so, you know, like there are ways it's really cool. So it's not like we're completely, you know, incapacitated, but then of course you get into the whole, uh, you know, just, it's not the same. It's, you know, it's, it's just not the same. It's especially if you're like in the, in the medical field, I know that a lot of doctors are, are doing stuff from home and checking in on their patients from home. And it's just it's just not the the same kind of situation where if you go to the doctor's office, you know, it's, you have that ability to just, I don't know, you can, you just can't replicate some stuff over a zoom call. Yeah. Um, yeah I mean, I had to have a phone call with my doctor to like get a refill on my medicines. Like we have a phone call. Like that's just such a weird, strange thing. Oh, because like, your doctor calls you up. He's like, how you feeling? You got sniffles? He's like, no, I'm good. He's like, all right. <laughs> Oh, because they didn't want you to go to the they didn't want you to go to the office. Yeah, yeah, because they were closed down too. They're all working yeah remotely there. Yeah, man. I don't know. It's a strange time. And dude, this is only because again, we were talking about 2010, right? So this is only 10 years from so the last time I saw you, because I don't think I've ever well, maybe just like sporadic, you know, over the course of yeah. the following years, but really the last genuine interaction was I that definitely in high school. So that's like you know, inching up on just a decade ago and, and here we are now. And, and, uh, you know, you sound very, uh, I don't know. It was weird when you picked up, this is, has anyone ever told you this? You sound like the actor, Justin Long. <laughs> um, I've never been told I sound like him. I've been told I look like him. So maybe, you know, with all these things combined, shit, maybe I am Justin Long. Dude, you could do some really good deep fake kind of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Because you do I mean, have a little bit of a, <laughs> you do have a little bit of a long, like you have some long in you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, <laughs> that sounded dirty. <laughs> now, when, I, when I went to do this like programming school, the last thing we have to do is like a final presentation. So I made like a job application website. So I was like, oh, let's go and look at uh, 
let's look at my profile for my job application and I click on it and it shows me like my profile with my picture, but it was Justin Long. (laughs) 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 And, and, and I just like played it straight. I didn't pretend like it wasn't me or anything. And everyone just starts laughing. Like what? It's like, I know it's not the best application guys, but come on. (laughs) And it was, it was just a, uh, yeah, no, it's weird that you said I sound like him. Yeah, Thank you, you, I think. No, you really, no, seriously, he's a great actor. You really do sound like Justin Long. And, and specifically, the from the movie, have you ever seen this movie? It's with uh, Seth Rogen and uh, Elizabeth Banks. It's called Zack and Miri Make a Porno. Oh, yeah. I've do- seen it. Man, once maybe a while ago, yeah. Dude, dude, he has a great little like. It's not like a giant role in this particular film, but he has a great uh, kind of cameo, I guess you could say. And just just the inflection of his voice, it's a little you know deeper than he normally talks. And I don't know, like when you picked up, that's an, an immediately where I went to. I was like, oh my god, I'm talking to Justin Long from Zach and Mary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let me know if you want like a voicemail or anything. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Oh man, you know, he hey, is... uh, Eddie Justin here, dude, I'm telling you, I'm seriously, <laughs> everybody listening. If you, if you know, Justin long, you have to agree with me. He, you sound like him, man. Do Okay. On the flip side, do I sound like anybody? Because no one has ever told me I sound like anybody. Oh man. It's hard. Cause like, I don't hear my own voice. Like you hear me, but I've always heard you how I know you like, yeah. Like to me in my head, you sound exactly how you sound in like first grade. Not like, <laughs> I mean, like relative to, you know, how I grew up, but it's like, you just sound like Eddie to me. Like other people sound like Eddie. It's not like Eddie sounds like other people in my head. So I'm okay. So I'm pretty unique. So there's, there's no one out there that's famous that has the same kind of, kind of tone. Man, you put me on the spot. I got, gosh, uh, I'm just trying to stroke uh, myself here. Me, That's all I'm doing. Me. I'm just trying to stroke yeah. myself right now. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm every night, man. Um, okay, hold on. Just give, give me a. What's your favorite day of the week, and and why? Okay, yeah. So okay, so talk for a little bit. Uh, so my favorite day of the week is I don't have one, but I'm gonna pull one out of my ass right now. It's probably Tuesday because, you know, I'm a big movie guy, and back when stores and 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 all that stuff were were actually open, you could go there, and that was Blu-ray Tuesday. That was when movies came out. And uh, you could, you know, walk in, and I and I have a good friend. His name's Durant Cinema. Okay, okay, yeah, no one, no I, one. Uh, I, <laughs> we're so close. I can. Okay, so the problem is, is that like you know, when you have a song stuck in your head, you can't hear the beats of other songs. Like I've been watching, I've never seen The Office before, and so I've been taking the opportunity to kind of watch through that for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't get those characters out of my head. But you don't sound like anybody from there, and that's the problem. Okay. So I'm like, hey, I guess he's like this guy, but not really. And this guy, no, but I can't think of anybody else. A, f- anybody else's- a good friend of mine, she told me that uh, I don't sound like him or not even look like him, but I act like him. And uh, it's, uh, I don't know if you've seen the show, How I Met Your Mother. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I sound, yep. or, or, or not even sound, I just act like uh, the character Ted, the main guy. Um, yeah. I'm, okay. Absolutely. I can. Yes. Yeah. You're Ted. Yeah. That was what I needed. <laughs> and I didn't understand what she was saying because I've seen clips from that show. And she was like, just watch the first episode. You'll know what I'm talking about. And by the end of that episode, I was like, yeah, I'm Ted. Like that is me in a nutshell because of just how he acts, how like all the characteristics of the, of, of the, of that character, like a hopeless romantic that dude, that is, that is 100% me. Just like the second you find someone that you're attracted to, I love you. Like kind of like, you know, like that is, that is a hundred percent me. Kind of, I think he might have some OCD that, that 
I'm kind of picking up on. I don't know. I'm not uh, past season one yet, but um, <laughs> I really am. Like, I really enjoy that show. Yeah, it's fun. I, I watched through that a, a while ago myself, just like all at once, and it was, it was a fun ride. Yeah, they, they have some really fun jabs at trends and sign something that I appreciated, but I I could totally see it. Okay, honestly, like the the biggest thing for like impressions and stuff, or like who sounds and looks like who, is like mannerisms. And it's not like the voices, you know, or or like the it's 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 how they like move and talk, and I could totally see like you two guys kind of matching up, you know, me and Josh Radner. <laughs> good guy. Ted. He's a good guy. Hey, Teddy. I'm Teddy, Teddy and Eddie. Um, <laughs> no, he's uh. did you ever see that movie? Jeepers creepers. Uh, I actually have never seen it now. Okay. Cause that's the first time that's my earliest memory of seeing Justin long. So that's like, that it like, that's still my favorite Justin long film. And, uh, he's actually pretty young in that one. He's pretty young. Um, you don't sound like, like his him. First movie, wasn't it? Uh, was it? Let me see. I got a uh, trusty Google in front of me. So let's pull up Justin Long here. Justin Long, born 1978. Oh, wow, really? Yeah, film. That was his third film. His first movie was Galaxy Quest. Oh, <laughs> really? No way. Yep. That's incredible. Oh, man. I need to watch that again. <laughs> the movie's amazing. Yep, uh, 1999 Galaxy Quest, and then 2001 he did a movie called Happy Campers, which I've never heard, and then the, and then that same year Jeepers Creepers. Interesting. Yeah, and then of I course mean, I Galaxy mean, Quest was 99. Sorry, sorry to go off on the tangent here, but it was 99 for Galaxy Quest. Yeah. Yep. Really? Wow. What? It, that was. Every time I hear a movie comes out in 1999, I'm like, yeah, okay, that just reaffirms that is the best year for movies that has ever happened <laughs> dude that's so funny because the other day i did a uh, I did a live stream on my youtube channel where i was talking about my favorite film for each year since my birth and when i got to 1999 i was like this was a hard one you know going through 1999 and realizing jesus christ okay uh, uh the matrix i mean that's the big one right the blair witch mm -hmm. project uh saving I will, private ryan i think uh 98 98 is uh oh, is is uh, saving ryan's privates um uh, uh, Galaxy There's Quest. There's actually a porno name. Don't look that up. <laughs> Galaxy Quest. I will agree. I will agree. I really enjoy that film. Um, uh, you got Magnolia from PTN. I mean, just uh, just so good. The I 13th Floor, I think, was 99, which, if you haven't seen that, I highly recommend it, especially nowadays. 13th Floor? Yeah. Huh. Never heard of it. What is it? Um, it's about a movie. Well, it's about a movie. Oh, my gosh. It's a movie about... Um, these scientists who make a computer simulation, kind of like a VR thing, um, but it stays on when they leave it and they kind of become attached to the characters. Like, hey, it's, these people are acting just like real people and we don't turn it off when we leave and they come back to their lives. Like, aren't they just real people at that point? And then, like, what happens when you go, when the, the, when the people in the simulation go to the end of their simulation and just wander, like, and realize what they're in, like they're going to freak out. And they're like, well, what if we're in a simulation? What happens if we just keep walking and don't stop? And then it kind of goes from there. And it's called, thir oh, oh, the 13th floor. Okay. Yeah. Oh, all right. Interesting. I'm, I'm looking Highly at recommend. that. Very good movie. Directed by Yosef Rusnak and produced by Roland Emmerich. Ooh, the guy from uh, Independence Day, Day After Tomorrow. Ooh. Interesting. Neo-noir science fiction crime thriller. Wow. 
And oh it's, yeah, it's got yeah, that's uh, a mouthful, right? <laughs> it's got Vincent D'Onofrio. Wow, Vincent D'Onofrio's in this thing. Oh, that's cool. In, <laughs> in 2000, it was nominated for the Saturn Award for Best Science Fiction Film, but it lost to The Matrix. Lost to the Matrix, yeah, yep. <laughs> <laughs> then honestly, like, man, I don't really know which one of these two should have won. And I say that as like one of the biggest Matrix fans. Um, it's just one's actiony, and the other one is a lot more like hardcore sci-fi like like if there's high fantasy this is like high sci-fi dude are you excited for the fourth matrix or no oh man uh i am really curious about it honestly um i haven't seen the animatrix yet have you i remember seeing it back when it did come out uh because it came out around the same time as reloaded and revolutions i feel like and uh mm -hmm. i feel like i watched just a couple and that was a bad thing to do because I was so young and I didn't understand what was going on. You know, it was, so right. I feel like I need to rewatch it again. So the animatrix was made by like the Wachowskis, like the same, everyone who made the actual movies. Um, and it was supposed to kind of like tell the actual story they wanted to tell before it got kind of like Hollywoodized where like people were uh, batteries in the matrix, but really the story was that people are processors because that actually makes more sense. Like these, your brains for processing and not for batteries. Cause that is not how energy works, you know, but like that would be too hard to understand in 1999. And like, that's fair, but the animatrix kind of does away with all that. Um, so I'm really curious for the matrix four and really kind of anticipating it to see if they do kind of bring that stuff up again, or kind of retcon some of the old world building lore. So to speak. Yeah. Also, um, like, are Neo and Trinity are coming back? Which <laughs> well, is interesting. But if they're actually were in the Matrix the whole time, even in Zion, then that does make sense that we're back in a new iteration of the Matrix. Man, oh, yeah, I'm excited for it. Yeah, because that's no the words. thing. That's the thing that everyone's glomming onto. It's like, because at the end of Revolutions, spoiler, but the movie's, Jesus, it's going on 20 years old. Almost. Yeah, we're past the statue of the <laughs> So okay, so fuck spoilers. Uh, Neo dies, right? It's sort of you know very kind of Christ esque, right? It's sort of uh, this is supposed yeah, to yeah. No, be... he makes the whole T shape and everything. Okay, so it's very on the nose. Um, so okay, so then I guess it could make sense, right? Because if if it's following along that line of of Christ, he he is resurrected. He does come back. So um, there's been like some behind the scenes photos that they've been releasing from because they're filming it in San Francisco, or they were. And, uh, oh, wow. and, uh, you know, uh, Keanu Reeves looks like, um, I guess he's, uh, utilizing the same look that he's had for John Wick. Cause he had the beard and everything. And interesting. Okay. it is interesting, uh, especially cause if they are going for more of a Jesus kind of look, you know, getting that beard and long oh. hair. Uh -huh. Um, but I don't know, it's going to be really hard for me to separate because now I've gotten so attached to him as John Wick, you know? Uh, it's going to be like, what the fuck is going on here, man? What, what? No, Neo is clean shaven. John Wick has facial hair. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like Morpheus said, it's the residual self image. Maybe he's been through so much, you know, his own self image has changed. He's a bit more experienced. He's older. Yeah. But also if it's just another version of the matrix and not the original version, we all know and love, um, the matrix construct, not the matrix, the movie, um, then I could see that being another argument for he looks a little bit different because it's a different Neo. 
you go, okay, first of all, are you, which, which crowd are you in here? Do you think he was in the matrix even in Zion the whole time? Cause I firmly believe he was. Say that again. Do I believe he was? Uh, sorry. So you know how they jack into the matrix and now they're in the matrix. Yes. When they jack out of the matrix, now they're, they're in. in the real world. Yes. Is that the real world or is that just another level of the matrix? Dude, I was, oh man, this is weird because I was literally thinking about this. I think last night someone was talking about, uh, in a live stream, they were talking about the matrix and I was thinking to myself, wouldn't it be funny if everyone that is in Zion, that's in the, the real world, wouldn't that be funny if that's a simulation? Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't think I've ever really beyond last night, which is this is just weird that we're talking about this, but um, <laughs> seriously, I can uh, read minds. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> well, then, dude, that's what you need. So, see, pandemic <laughs> needed to happen because you actually figured out you could read minds, and now you're you're out of that sports gig, and now you gotta fucking <laughs> now you gotta fucking just make your money, man. You gotta ghost that shit. You gotta be Whoopi Goldberg from Ghost. Ooh, oh right. <laughs> But she was like a psychic. I don't know if she was a mind reader. But anyways. Um, yeah, that's close enough. Yeah. As long as I can Swayze somebody. Yeah. <laughs> uh, get the Righteous Brothers in there. <laughs> um, but yeah, that that would be interesting. So I don't know. I don't know, necessarily know where I fall. Uh, as far as I think I've thought, I think that the, 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 the real world is Zion. But you think it's actually just another simulation. Yeah, can I give you my five-minute spiel, and then and then I probably have to go meet a friend for lunch. Oh yeah, dude, that's totally fine. Okay, so my here's my soapbox. I will die on this goddamn hill. Um, so remember at the end of the first what, one Matrix, and he goes in the train or whatever, and then he he's unconscious in the real world, but he's still jacked into the Matrix through Wi-Fi, basically. Okay. Um. So like the only way he could do that would be if he's still in the matrix. I mean, when he woke up from that, he stopped sentinels with his literal bare hands, making electrical shocks come out. Like you can't do that in the real world. Um, and right before that movie, the previous one ended, I think it was reloaded with his meeting with the architect and the architect said, yeah, we've gone through a bunch of matrixes before. Um, and they all failed because we tried to give you guys like a good life, like utopia but your brain kind of just reject it and it fails and you, you realize what's going on and it doesn't work. So he said, the only way we could really kind of get everybody, um, I'm out of breath. I'm so excited about this. <laughs> um, he said, the only way we can really get everybody to accept the simulation as reality is with, um, oh, what's the word? Um, with like with challenge, like without it being a perfect utopia, but, um, people needed something to fight for. Um, and so everyone thought that would be like, because the world was stuck in the nineties, everyone has their office jobs and they're just going to grind. But really, I think the real world fight against the machines is the actual struggle that he's referencing there to keep everybody rallied behind a cause. Everyone's together fighting for something. Um, because that's what keeps them going is they have this drive now instead of this, like, utopia on pause stuck in 1999 forever which everyone would not accept and reject and even agent smith takes it over you know over time and uh it's the only thing that makes sense that he can do wi-fi and, and new shit when he's not even in the matrix anymore it's it's gotta be wow. and that's why he's gonna come back because it's just a new version of the matrix because he's even said we've done this whole trip like a bunch of times before when he's plugged into the mainframe so 
I'm pretty sure it's like just the machines went all the time. Wow. Okay. So, so, so that's what you hope that they kind of explore with the next film. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. But then, so the only, so my rebuttal against that theory is if, if, if that is true, then you, it can't just be endless. Okay. So now we're in the real world. Oh, okay. Just kidding. That's actually a simulation. Okay, so then where is the real world? You have to have, there needs to be a real world. Otherwise the stakes are not there anymore. It's just, it's just an endless loop and it's so glum and, 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 and gloomy that it's just like, why do I even care to watch these movies anymore? Because there is nothing that they can actually win. They're just fucked eternally. <laughs> oh man, that's, that's a good point. Like why even have the movies then at that point? Yeah. yeah. I guess they shouldn't explore it in the fourth one. Well, no, because it, it would be a good twist because I don't know that right. it, that 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 people have actually gone this deep into thinking. Okay, Zion is actually just another simulation, but there can't Ooh. be just there can't just be. So the the twist comes out where just kidding, that's a simulation. Here's the real world, and then right. I don't know in the next film, Matrix Five. Just kidding, that's you, <laughs> you can't just keep doing that. So there has to be a, a solidified one hundred percent real world. And I'm like, I, I am on board for that idea because I had no clue what you could possibly do with a, with a fourth matrix. I just, I just thought it would, yeah. it, it sounded very fan servicey. It was just sort of like, all right, we know that people don't really like, especially three people like two, three is really where it just sort of went off the deep end. And now we kind of have to come back and maybe right our wrongs. That's what it felt like to me. Cause mm -hmm. you know, there's... if I was, if I was Chris Wachowski, uh, I think what I would do is I would get the whole the real world is actually the matrix out the way pretty early. And I think most of the fourth movie would be about the machines needing the help of humans in the actual real world again. Cause like, I don't know, maybe parts are falling apart or something, or they need people to do a thing. So they have to like wake people back up and do some stuff in the real world to actually help the machine machines together or something like that. I can see that maybe working. Yeah, yeah, and I because I know you said that you uh, might have to go here really quickly, but really quickly because it sounds like you're mm -hmm. a big Matrix fan. Are you familiar with the name Sophia Stewart? Uh, I can't say that I am. Okay, she is. Um, she's a. She's this woman that that claims that she is the real creator of not only the Matrix, but she's also the creator of the Terminator series. And really? yes, and she has a book that unfortunately I purchased for the sole purpose of doing research because I was like, I forget how I found out about this because, you know, I'm I I'm very heavily involved in or I was in the Terminator universe like that's it's oh, yeah. that's sort of my it sounds like you're that's my matrix. Um, <laughs> and so I found out about this woman who's making these claims of no, no, no. James Cameron is not the creator. I'm the creator. No, no, no. The Wachowskis are not the creator. I'm the creator. And so I picked up this book. It's called The Third Eye, and uh, it is the funniest fucking shit. I have a video on my channel. I'm not trying to plug that. I'm trying to plug you. <laughs> uh, literally, I'm trying to plug you to to check out this woman who has these outrageous claims that she is the creator of this stuff. Now, I can't say that because when I did the video, I did it more for the Terminator side of the of the argument. Um, she's definitely not the creator of Terminator. 100% not the creator. <laughs> and like I debunked that shit so hard. The Matrix though, I don't know. I didn't dive that deep into her claims on the Matrix. Um 
So I was trying to see if you knew about her. So just to try to see like where you stood with it, but uh, dude, definitely well, send her book my way. Or like like whatever the name of it is, I'll I'll pick it up and go through it, and I can let you know. It's so not even a book, man. It's it's literally not a book. It's literally maybe three page. Or I'm kidding. It's maybe like I don't know, fifteen, sixteen pages of a short story, and then literally the rest of the book because there's a lot of pages. The rest of the book are all these fucking court documents that she <laughs> that she apparently filed, and now we're like we're getting the 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 faxed copies in this book so we can see because that's a, that's supposedly the proof. <laughs> It's crazy, man. It, it It's a real rabbit hole, but it's funny because when I made that video and released it, it's called Sophia Stewart, Liar and Nutjob. Um, it got so many because she has a real big following. This is the sad part. She has a real big following because she's, you know, she's African-American. So she has this real kind of, you know, oh, man, Hollywood screwed an African-American over. Like, that's her kind of that's what she's glomming onto, you know. And yeah. so she has a big following. So when I released that video, it got so much fucking hate, dude, because from her followers. So I had to turn off the comments because people were calling me racist. People were. And I'm like, oh, wow, I have nothing against her personally. I'm not being racist against her. I'm I have a problem with her claims. That's what I'm trying to defend here. Yeah, like um, the story's not the Terminator. That's all. Yeah. Literally. And that's what I said. I was like, I'm not claiming that I'm doing research on the Matrix claims. I'm claiming I'm doing research on the Terminator claims. So um, when we hop off here, I'm definitely going to shoot you the the link to just kind of, uh, you know, uh, her story. And because uh, I'm really curious to see what you think about it. Being a, the, yeah, like no, the, the diehard Matrix fan that you are. <laughs> but, dude, yeah, this no, was yeah, uh, my way. This was great, man. I hope that uh, you know I'm 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 really hoping for a happy ending to your story here. Uh, so definitely keep in touch with me. Let me know what's going on in terms of what your next uh, what your next step is in life because I know this is hard and uh, uh, you know I hope that uh, just everything goes your way, man. Because you know we didn't become the closest of friends in high school, but you know I did feel comfortable enough when you made that comment on one of my uh, posts on my Facebook thing. I was like, Oh <laughs> dude, fucking Chris, I gotta, I gotta get him on here. And, uh, this was a lot of fun to just reconnect for, I don't know, about an hour we've been going. So yeah, it was great. Uh, keep in touch good with me, man. You get into. Yeah. Say that again. I, I good to talk to you too. And stuff. It's, it's been fun catching up. Oh yeah. Dude. I don't know many people from kindergarten anymore. So, that is weird that that it goes back to kindergarten because I don't even remember kindergarten. <laughs> like I literally, oh, have... man, I, I have a memory of you that sticks out of my head when we were playing on the. It was like on, when we got to the we were upgraded to the big playground. Okay, um, they had like this little thing you could climb on that had slides on it, and I was like, man, that dude's tall. He can reach the bars to grab him without jumping. That's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's like my first memory of you. Wow. <laughs> oh man yeah i wish i wish uh uh there's a there, there's an episode of black mirror that uh that people have implants in their eyes that records the entire literal lifespan oh, yeah. of them mm -hmm. i wish to a degree that we had that ability because i would love to just go back and just see everything i've ever lived and uh it's something okay. that i think about a lot of just how you know i know i lived it i see it in photos but i don't remember it and that bothers me <laughs> you know, like it, it, yeah. it, it actually upsets me where I don't remember being there yet. I can clearly see that supposedly is me. Um, you know, <laughs> I don't know. It's just shit I think about, but uh, I won't harp on it because I could go down a rabbit hole and then, 
you're going to miss your lunch date with your friends. So thanks for coming on, man. And, uh, stay in touch. All right. Yeah. Thanks for having me. All right. Have a good one. This was fun. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.